Are the actions of Christian Republican elected officials right now akin to Judas selling Jesus for 30 pieces of silver? I know it sounds outrageous, but I see it that way. And I want to talk about that today in a podcast I call my weekly WTH podcast, The Week That Happened. This is a podcast recording of a live I did on TikTok and on YouTube on Monday, January 4th, 2021, my first podcast of the new year. And I talk about current events, uh, the president on tape talking about overturning an election and the Christians that are supporting the president's efforts to do so. What is the danger of that? And what is the danger of our intake on, of right-wing media? And how did our eschatology play into all of that? You'll get to hear all that and more today on the nonpartisan evangelical podcast, WTH version, the week that happened, right here on npepodcast.com. For those willing to listen, learn, and have eyes to see and ears to hear, this is the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? Challenging the mindset of right-wing Christianity and encouraging people to have their minds renewed and hearts transformed. What knucklehead, mush for brains, evangelical leaders are trying to, uh, to overthrow Trump. It's a special kind of dumb and calling yourself a Christian. Let's have better conversations about the life modeled in the Bible so we can truly tell the world God is not mad at you. This is the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast at npepodcast.com. All right, that's the show. It's the Nonpartisan Evangelical, and I am Paul, the Nonpartisan Evangelical, with you. And glad you're with me today. And if you're here on TikTok or on YouTube, let me know you're here by telling me where you're from and listening in from today. Hi, Kentucky Wandering Witch is a follower from TikTok that's over here on YouTube watching today. So good to see you, Wanda. And sorry, I sometimes I'm going to have to look up on the computer and look away. So let me know if you're here. Let's talk about what's going on in the freaking world these days. Because um, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy world out there. And one in which we have the President of the United States actively trying to overturn an actual election. And Christian, Christian leaders and elected officials backing them up to do it. And, and sometimes don't, I can't help but watch... I'm old Pastor Paul, by the way, the nonpartisan evangelical. I, I may, I'm almost in a season where I'm like, I may change that name to like the post-evangelical or somebody that used to be evangelical. But as you're joining on uh, YouTube or TikTok, let me know you're, where you're joining from. Glad you're here. I'll let you ask some questions in just a bit. And we'll go for about 20, 25 minutes here today and try to keep it interesting and pithy. Um, I am a, a licensed pastor. I'm a form, former senior pastor of an evangelical church. I'm married to a woman that's been involved in politics as an elected official for a long time. So our household is one of those crazy houses where we talk religion and politics all the time. The two things like you're never supposed to talk about. And uh, we love to talk about them. And I think it's important that a pastor talk about 
politics because they've become so intertwined in our culture today. And I think that intertwining of politics and religion is doing so much damage to the American church that we have to talk about it. And I also see that when Jesus showed his disgust with the Pharisees on a regular basis, I think that's what it was all about is the intertwining of their civic beliefs with their religious beliefs. And, and it came to a place where they were believing that God's plan was for a Messiah to appear and make Israel great again. And therefore, they felt any pragmatic end to get to that. And so that's what we're seeing. You know, they felt any pragmatic attempt to get to that was okay. And, and that's what we're seeing in Republican Christian politics these days, that we believe the ends of having Republican political power so we can criminalize women by banning abortion or criminalizing gay people by outlawing gay marriage, you know, any way that we can impose our interpretation of God's law onto our society is makes everything okay to any way to get there, even if it's overturning a, a a fair election of the United States of America. And I'll get to some of your questions in a bit, but I I want to talk a bit about some things that that you can go see. And I think one of the ways that we've seen this come about, and yes, wondering which says craziness. I can't be on Facebook today. Too many evangelical right wingers in my family justifying the president's behavior. I. I the fact that we heard on tape this weekend a president of the United States. Now, we've already heard this president on tape telling Ukraine he wants them to help him win an election by putting out information against his opponent, which should be the end of any president's presidency. We've heard him on tape saying, I'm intentionally downplaying the, the, uh, the coronavirus because I want the economy to stay good, I guess, is what he was saying. And now we hear the president on tape saying, just help me find enough votes to win the election, whatever way it takes, whatever way we can get there. And still, I have my Christian friend saying, but he's the Messiah. We have to back him no matter what. And I think the reason that's happened, and I have some blogs on my website at the npepodcast.com that I would love for you to check out. Glad you're with me on TikTok and uh, YouTube today. And, and, and it's a, a kind of a series of blogs that I have out together. One is called Healed of an Addiction to Rush Limbaugh. That's my story of how when I quit listening to right-wing media, how that positively impacted my life and how I've seen right-wing media turn good Christian people into angry, condemning Christians that are even willing to turn their back on family. I, I think I think right-wing media is about the most damaging thing that's happened in the church in my lifetime. And so if you know somebody, if you listen to a lot of right-wing media, um, get out of it. I promise you, take, I, I, I've, I've asked people on numerous occasions that were battling discouragement and despair. And, and sometimes I could say it just about social media in, 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 uh, in essence these days. But, but, I, but as I was a pastor of a church, I would ask people that were really struggling with lack of hope. I would ask, do you watch a lot of right-wing media? Do you watch a lot of Fox News? Do you listen to a lot of Rush Limbaugh? And quite often the answer was, yes, I do. And I would, I would say, what? Let, let's just try an experiment. Take a week off and see if it doesn't change how you feel. And every time somebody did, 
it changed. They came back and said, boy, I didn't realize the impact that had on him. My brother says, if he has to cheat to stay in, let him cheat. Uh, that's by from Wondering Witch on YouTube. Um, I have somebody saying Trump ain't the Messiah on TikTok, or how do we reach those people? You know, you really can't. But the one thing I say to ask people on a regular basis is like, would you be willing to take a week off of listening to your media? And, and see if they're willing to do it. And if they say, no, I can't because I won't be informed or I, or I won't be safe, then ask, like, could it be that you've given an unnecessary place in your life this media? And, and why are you afraid to take it off? Thank you for the president, Mama Bear, the present that Mama Bear just sent. Ask them if they're willing, and particularly if it's injuring your relationship or if somebody's saying something like that, if I'm... I'm okay with the president overturning an American election to stay in. Ask, how did you ever get to this place of thinking God would be okay with us cheating the American legal election system? One of the things I've been saying on this today, by the way, is I hear my Republican friends supporting the Electoral College a lot. And they tell me, you know, it's important that small states still have their influence. Small states are protected by the Electoral College. And now you see guys like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, a Hawley, a senator from Missouri, Ted Cruz, a senator from Texas. They're both willing and trying to overturn the election of states. So it just shows that that thing about electoral college being about protecting the small states is a total lie. It's a total lie. It's a means to an end. It, it shows that the Electoral College is where Republicans know they're able to hold executive power, that without the Electoral College, Republicans would not be able to win presidential elections. And so it is about political power. It's not about protecting the small states. They've proven they don't give a damn about the states. They're willing to overturn Georgia's fair election, even though the Republican Leader there, Rassenberger, has said said to the president, President, your information isn't right. Your, the data does not support what you're saying in your claims of fraud in the Georgia election. A Republican leader is saying that. And then when the president attacked this Republican leader on Twitter over the weekend, this Republican leader bravely stepped up and said, Mr. President, what you're saying is just not true. We need to want truth over right-wing media stuff. So that one's called uh, uh, Healed of an Addiction to Rush Limbaugh. I wrote, I, I released another, I re-released another blog that I put out a long time ago, and it's, and it's called um, Evangelical Conspiracy Theories. Our track record's not good. Um, in my history as an evangelical, uh, we believed in a lot of end times, scary stuff. When I was a kid, everybody was convinced Henry Kissinger, the Secretary of State under Richard Nixon, was the Antichrist, and he would soon step up and reveal himself to be the Antichrist for a lot of reasons I won't go into. And we were we were absolutely 100% convinced that Russia and China and the European Union would soon be militarily marching against Israel, and Jesus would come through the sky and save them and that would be the start first we'd be raptured out and then this would start uh the millennial reign of jesus on earth as he would destroy 
Soviet, uh, the communist Soviet Union and communist China and what we were afraid was becoming a socialist European Union. Uh, and because our American religion is so important to us. And when I say American religion in that order, our Americanness has overtaken our following of Christ, our Christ likeness now is overtaken by our American nationalistic, we call it patriotism, but it's really nationalism. And in some ways, it's racism. And we've allowed that to take over being Christ like. And that's why now our, our, our woman's brother can say, even if Trump has to cheat and overturn the election to stay in, it's very important that they do that. So go read that blog on my website, nppodcast.com, because our conspiracy theories. And so I believe that this focus on end times rapture, God's going to take us out of here and blow everybody else up, gives us this feeling of exclusivity that allows a Louis Gomer, a congressman of Texas, or Josh Hawley, a senator from Missouri to say, we're going to sue Mike Pence to try to force him to overturn the election, or I'm going to contest the electoral votes in in the Senate, because we believe any means to that political power to institute the rule of God on earth is okay, and he'll forgive any immorality or lack of integrity we show in it all. And I think it's the opposite of what the Bible says. In the book of John, uh, it's, a, it's a passage that's disputed. Some parts of it weren't in the original text, but I think it shows the character of Jesus. He was going to go through this Samaritan village. Now, the Samaritans would be sort of like maybe the Muslims are to Christians today. Um, they, they were a, a people of a different heritage and a different religion. And this Samaritan village rejected Jesus. And James and John, two of the 12 disciples and two of Jesus' best friends, they were so incensed that these people would reject Jesus. They're like, Jesus, we're going to call down fire from heaven and blow these people up. Won't that be great? Won't you be proud of us that we love you so much that we're going to condemn this village and destroy it? Isn't that what evangelicals do a little bit today? You guys do it on the comments on my page all the time. Come in with a condemning false teacher because you think you're doing God a favor to do that. And Jesus turned to James and John, two of his best friends, his inner circle. And the Bible says he rebuked them. And the word used for rebuke there was like rebuke in the heaviest terms. Like he turned to them and said, stop it. Stop it right now. Stop what you're saying. He, he told them, stop in your feet right there. You stop what you're doing. And then there, like I said, there's a disputed verse, but I, I tend to trust that this is the character of Jesus. You can see it like in the New King James Version. There's several versions of the Bible. And it says, Jesus turned to them and he said, you don't know the spirit you're of. And what he was saying when he said that is you don't recognize that you're partnering with something from earth and not from heaven. And you need to stop, even though it sounds good to you, it sounds righteous, it sounds godly, it's wrong and you need to come out of it. And this is, this is my voice of Jesus saying to the evangelical church today, guys, if you're believing like Wandering's brother here, that it's okay for the president to cheat, to stay in president because that's so important to God, you need to stop it and come out of that mindset. You've partnered with something from earth or from some other place. You're not partnering with a spirit from heaven. And I say to the evangelical church today, guys, you don't know the spirit you're of. 
So you can go read that on my website. And the last blog uh, is, is along the same lines. It's one I, I uh, wrote just recently, and it was called Evangelicals, Nobody's Listening Anymore. And I believe if evangelicals try to share the gospel in culture anymore, who would listen to us? We're, we're the least trustworthy, most divisive voice in culture right now. And I think uh, that's really a terrible thing and important to God. So happy Monday. Glad you're with me. I'm going to go a, a little while longer. Thank you for all your comments. I see them coming through. I loved this is from Kvetch22, not even religious, but do attend a private Christian university. I love listening to you. Thank Kvetch22. And if you guys love what I'm doing, a couple of things I would ask you to do is follow me on TikTok. Make sure you follow and grow that number of followers because that tells. And then every time you comment, every time you share, every time you duet, that's telling TikTok my stuff is good and they want to share that same on YouTube. Go to my YouTube channel, The Nonpartisan Evangelical. Subscribe um, and share with other people. Comment all of those things. Tell these platforms, hey, people enjoy this stuff. We better promote his, his work out there. One other thing I would ask, and I ask this very humbly, um, but you can support me financially. And uh, by going to my website, nppodcast.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there's it says, join us on Patreon. You click that, it'll take you to a website called Patreon, which is a place where, where creatives can have patrons to help support them. Now, I want you to tell you something that's a little unusual for a minister like me. My business is a for-profit business, so the money you give there will not be tax-deductible because... I want to pay taxes. I, I'm a for-profit business for two reasons. I want to be able to say whatever I, I can say. And um, I also want to pay taxes. I want to help fund roads and schools and the important things in my community. So I can't give you a tax deduction, but I will give you my blessing for sure. You can join for as little as $5.99 a month. Um or um, you can go a little bit higher at $12.99 a month. I'll give you a copy of my book. Let me grab it. This is my book, my novel, Joseph Comes to Town, When the Religious Right Becomes Religiously Wrong. If you click that Patreon button, join at $12.99, I'll send you an autographed copy of my novel. Um, this is my imagination of what Jesus would say if he were on earth in the flesh in, in America today. He would say this to the evangelical church. So again, go to nppodcast.com, click that Patreon button in the upper right-hand corner, uh, join at $12.99 a month. I'll send you a free autographed copy of my book. By the way, my this is also in audio series version. It's not quite finished yet, but a lot of it is already in audio on my Patreon uh, uh, Patreon site. And, and the last thing I'll tell you about Patreon, I do spiritual and business coaching. And so if you would like to have a monthly session with me for spiritual business coaching, um, then you can join at $100 a month and we'll go one-on-one -on -one every uh, month together. Mary Ellen, my friend, says good book too. So anyway, there's my commercial. Thank you for letting me do that again. Uh, I'm a for-profit business, so um, I'm a creator, and I want to pay taxes, so you won't get a tax break for that. But uh, you also get to join my private Facebook group with that as well. So thank you, guys. I see Jilly Jill, 33. She just followed me, so thank you. Hey, Paul, you're not outside walking. Yeah, finally a day where I'm sitting in my studio, and I think I'm going to do this at noon every Monday now and uh, kind of just start talking about things going on during the week. Um, some of my posts and things. If, you, if you've if you been looking on TikTok this week, 
probably my favorite post. I, I did have the one about Rush Limbaugh where I said, hey, I'm I'm sorry that he has cancer, but but him struggling with his health reminds me of the damage that Rush Limbaugh and the genre of media that he created has done to our culture. And it makes me sad and angry. Now, many of you came back and said, good riddance. I want Rush to die. I want him to burn in hell. And let me let me just give you a caution on that. Let me tell you where my heart is on it, is I don't ever want to let the evil or malfeasance of somebody else change my heart. I want to protect my heart. So I'm going to have empathy for Rush Limbaugh, even as I disagree with what he's done. And I can sit here and honestly say, I think Rush Limbaugh has done significant damage to the American culture today. But I loved that post just because I'm fighting to keep my heart pure and have empathy even for him. I even have empathy for Donald Trump because I believe Donald Trump is an, an angry, hurting, sad little boy still trying to get his dad's approval. Now, that doesn't mean I approve anything he does or that doesn't justify anything he does, but it lets me keep my empathy for him because I think he's a very sad creature. Anybody that needs attention this badly and behaves the way he does is clearly struggling with who he believes himself to be. So I can keep empathy for him in that realm. And I'm going to keep my heart's empathy. And then another post I had on TikTok was about Christian um, Congressman Louis Gohmert suing Mike Pence, trying to force Pence to overturn the Constitution and the Electoral College of the United States. And uh, and Josh Hawley, a senator from Missouri, who's going to contest the Electoral College vote on the Senate floor. And now he's going to be joined by Christian Senator Ted Cruz. And I, when I do this, Christian thing with my uh, air quotes. I'm not questioning their Christianity. That's between any one person and God. So I'm not questioning their Christianity. I'm questioning their Christ likeness. To be Christian, the, the term literally means a follower of Christ or one like Christ. And I don't think their actions are close to being like Christ. I actually think their answers, and this is going to be a tough word for some of you, but it is anti-Christ. Some of you think the Antichrist is a person that's going to be coming that will end the world or change the world order. I actually think Antichrist is a spirit that is in opposition to Christ. And we act, so we actually see many Antichrists on a regular basis. And right now what Louis Gohmert and Josh Hawley are doing is very akin to what Judas did in the Bible. And they were partnered with Antichrist spirits to justify doing what they do. We, we know this not from the Bible, from but from extra biblical resources. Some say that Judas, the reason Judas sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver was because Judas was a zealot. Maybe we hear some of them called in the Bible. He was somebody that wanted there to be a, a terroristic military overthrow of the ruling government of the day, which was this Roman conquering government. And Judas wanted that government to be overthrown militarily. And he thought the Messiah was going to come do that for the people of Israel. And then when he saw that this wasn't going to happen, that Jesus wasn't actually going to do that, he decided to take matters into his own hand. And he thought 
by turning Jesus over the authorities, it would force Jesus' hand and force him to overthrow the government and, and then step up militarily and do whatever he was going to do. And once Judas saw that that wasn't going to happen, uh, he went and killed himself. So what Josh Hawley and Louis Gohmert are doing is very similar. They believe they're going to force the hand of of uh, radical man-made government to do God's purposes on earth. And that is a spirit of Judas. That is an anti-Christ spirit that they're partnering with. And it's really important, Christians, that you not partner with that spirit. Like I said before, if you just join me, Jesus turned to James and John. I believe it's in John chapter 27, if I'm not mistaken, but I may be wrong on that. Um, but he turned to them and said, stop what you're doing. You're not partnered with something from heaven right now. You don't know the spirit you are of. So those are some things I'd love for you to watch on TikTok. My post on Rush Limbaugh, my post on Louis Gohmert and Josh Hawley, and then my friend April A. Joy, I duetted with her today because she has this great series she does called Crazy Things Christians Say on Facebook, and I duetted that today. So go check that out. Go to my website, nppodcast.com. Join on Patreon. Get a copy of the book if you join at $12.99 a month. And, uh, and and get an hour of coaching a month if you join at 100 a month, and you'll help me do what I do here. All right, I'm going to take about the next 15 minutes. And Oh, and by the way, on my website, go see my new blogs, um, Evangelicals, Nobody's Listening Anymore. I talk about how me lying about Santa Claus to my daughter caused her to lose some trust in me and our evangelicals and our fancy conspiracy theories are taking away our ability to have credibility to share gospel. Um my addiction to Rush Limbaugh. That's another blog that I have available on there. And um, my uh, my one on evangelical conspiracy theories. Our track record is not good. So go check out all those resources. Okay, let me take a drink. Stop talking for one second. And take your questions on TikTok or YouTube. Don't forget, follow me on TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, it really helps me an awful lot. All right, so Wandering Witch says, my argument yesterday was how can you dismiss Biden, a devout Catholic, and accept Trump who couldn't even quote a Bible verse? And that's very true. And she asks, are you concerned about the sixth? I, I'm not concerned about the sixth that the Republicans are going to be able to overturn the election. I don't think there's any way other than if Trump can somehow get the military to come in on his side, which I don't think will happen. In fact, we had the 10 living former heads of defense uh, write a letter yesterday saying the military getting involved in the election would be a terrible, horrible thing. Um, we had Paul Ryan, the former leader of the House, the former Speaker of the House, speaking out against what the Republicans are doing. Even Mike Lee, who's a Tea Party nutball from Utah, is speaking out against what Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz are doing in the Senate to, uh, on the 6th. So I don't think they're going to be successful. But what they are going to be successful in and what they want to do is undermine the integrity of our country's institutions. And, and that in order to try to keep power. They're fighting for political power. Remember this, they're not fighting for the good of the country. They could give a damn about the good of the country because they believe 
the good of the country is Republicans being in power, even if they're a minority power that has taken control. And so they couldn't care less if it's for the greater good of the country. They just want what's good for the Republican Party. And for some of them, their belief that God's interest is vested in the Republican Party, as many of my my evangelical prophetic friends are saying this horrible lie that God is a Republican and his interests are vested in the Republican Party, just as the Pharisees and Sadducees believed God's interest was vested in the country of Israel being made great again in their day. And Jesus said, you know what, you guys are whitewashed tombs. You don't know what you're doing. You're, you're evil in doing that. Um, uh, wondering which says I mean in terms of violence apparently there's a meeting yeah the, the president is intentionally stoking flames of violence because he is a very selfish narcissistic self-important little man who just can't face up to the fact that he lost an election all right did you see Tom McClintock station Ryland music my friend Ryland no I didn't man what did he say what did Tom McClintock say um, Hashworth 65 says the Christian political right makes it hard to say I'm a Christian. I'm a lover of Christ. You know, I, I do the same. Uh, I, I, I almost am embarrassed by the term evangelical now, and I may, I may no longer be the nonpartisan evangelical. I may become the post evangelical or something like that. Um, I, I, the term Christian has become a dirty word in America, and that's a really sad thing to me. Um, Joy says, where do they think Jesus is in all of this? Yeah, Joy, they they think that God endorses this. They think God's interest is vested in this political battle, just like the Sadducees who were willing to partner with Herod in, in Jesus' day. Herod was a terrible man, a terrible king. He wasn't even Jewish. And, and they partnered with him because they believed he was the savior of the world and, and, and that he was going to be the savior of the world by saving their religion and their country. Um, and it's, it's the same mentality that we have in, in evangelical Christianity today. Um, by the way, I love it when you let me know where you're joining from. We have Wondering Witch from Kentucky on YouTube. When I point up here, I'm looking at the comments on YouTube, but you guys are right there and TikTok is right here. So I'm glad to be with you guys. Um, a Blackwell, my friend, says, yeah, he said it, and I second the motion. There you go. Um, Ag Ag Agatana says, I'm referring to the fear that the GOP has. Ted Cruz, why are they, what are they afraid of? They're afraid of losing power, and somehow they've bought into a fear that Republicans are the keepers of good, and the other side is completely evil. They've bought into some atrocious, like some of them have, some of them I think just are politicians out for power. I mean, Ted, Ted Cruz has to have sold his soul for something. I mean, you, he, he is the most unwavering man of undying fealty to a man that called his wife ugly and his dad an assassin. He, he said his dad was in, <laughs> Donald Trump, maybe you don't know this. I gotta be careful about what I say. Donald Trump, insinuated that Ted Cruz's dad, who I sat by once at a at a national day of a prayer breakfast in Washington, D.C., that, that his dad was involved in the Kennedy assassination of all things. And so if you're Ted Cruz and you are now willing to subvert all your morals and integrity for a guy that called your wife ugly and your dad an assassin, who are you? I mean, what what morality and integrity can you ever speak from ever again? He's, he's not a man that I can ever trust 
to have morality or integrity again as, as long as he lives, unless he repents. He could come out and say, hey, this is what happened and I did that and I'll, I'll forgive anybody. Anybody gets a chance to repent, to change their mind and change their direction. But right now, who could trust anything that Ted Cruz has to say? A. Blackwell says, that's wrong. You lift them up in prayer. Um, arguing wearing a mask is fear, but afraid liberals will destroy the world. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, keep it coming. Thank you for your work. Um, how can you be Christian and support some someone like Trump? Yeah, it's head shaker. I don't like any media as well. Let's hold the right people accountable, Republican for lying. Yeah, this is so refreshing to see, says uh, E.W. David. Uh, I see a lot of Christians turn me away from church. We need more white preachers preaching truth to their white brothers and sisters. Right on, T-Boggs. I agree. I applaud your rationality, but the church is in process of losing another generation. No, the church has lost the next two generations. Um, we've chased the millennials and the Gen Zers away from the church, and the boomers are blaming those generations for it, calling them evil or snowflakes. But the truth is, God is, Jesus said, better to put a millstone around your neck than drive young ones from me. And I think he would say to the boomers, you're blaming them, but I'm blaming you. And uh, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible thing we've done to chase those generations away from the church. Uh, Hashworth 65 says, I feel the Trump group is becoming cultist, scary. I can't help to think of Jim Jones. <sighs> They're starting to believe some crazy stuff. Uh, Agatana sa uh, Agata says, thanks so much for answering my question. You're welcome. Hi, Hashworth 65 from Chicago. Glad to see you. Uh, Ryland Music says he furthered the conspiracy theories, but said it is no role for Congress to choose the president. That was Tom McClintock. Well, thank God for that. Um, L Man says, I happen to see you live here. Do you have a schedule? I just signed up for your newsletter. You know, L Man, I'm going to do that. Sometimes I just pop up live because I have, but I, but you're right. I need to set a schedule and I will do that. Thank you for signing up for my newsletter on my website at npepodcast.com. Let's just plan on Monday at noon being a fairly regular thing. Saturday mornings at nine. These are Pacific times. I live on the West Coast. So Mondays at noon, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. And then at 1030 on Saturday mornings, my wife and I do a podcast together. And then at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, we have um, a spiritual gathering where we partake of the Christian tradition of communion together. And you can join in that no matter your religion or creed, you're welcome to join us. We just want to connect to each other and connect to the creator of the universe. So Marina, uh, Marina says, I agree. I don't call myself Christian anymore. I call myself a believer of God. Boy, I totally understand that. Praying for God's protection seems like a good idea. People really do want a civil war. Yeah, I pray. I go back and forth on this one, guys. Um, Jesus pointed at the temple and said, you know, not one stone of that thing's going to stand on another. He knew that the status quo had to be overturned for something new to come. I am not for a civil war. I want to protect people, protect their lives, and protect their hearts. But the shaking of our culture, I think God may be in it a little bit. I think God may be more okay with our culture being shaken than we are. 
All right, just a few minutes left if you want to chime in. Um, yeah, L Man made a great point. I Sometimes I just jump on because I happen to get a chance to go for a walk and I'll pop up the live on TikTok. Um, but I do want to build a schedule. Hey, man is from uh, L Man is from Fresno, by the way. All right, another Fresno. That's my guy. Um, yeah, send me a message and just let me know where you are in Fresno and kind of what you do. I love to meet my local guys. Um, all right. Anybody else have anything you want to share or any other questions? Need the shake-up, says Ryland. I agree. I, I think something new has to come. And that's why I'm starting to call myself post-evangelical because I don't think I can call myself evangelical anymore because, for one, the name is just so tainted. But also that that evangelical exclusivity of we're right and everybody else is wrong. And not only you know, are we saved and everybody else is unsaved, but our interpretation of the Bible is the only interpretation of the Bible that, that any other Christian that looks at the Bible in any other way is wrong. I just can't, I, I just can't live there anymore. And I don't think it's where God is in this season. And so evangelical and Christian in America have become terms that have such ugly meanings now that I have a hard time doing it. Um, one of the other things I posted this week, and this one's been really tough for some of you. I was talking about a friend of mine uh, who came to me and uh, uh, Hashworth 65, you're welcome for this connection. A friend of mine came to me years ago and I knew his daughter really well and she was a sweet, sweet person. Wonderful person. And my friend was a wonderful person. And he came to me and he said, you know, he told me his daughter had come out of the closet. And <laughs> I always kind of laughed and said, I think I knew his daughter was gay before she knew she was gay. Um, but he came to me and he said, my daughter's come out of the closet. She's married a woman. And she wants to bring her partner home for Christmas. Um. And he said, what do you think I should do? My wife really doesn't want her to come home for Christmas. And I made a statement. Some of you have misunderstood this statement a little bit, but the statement I made to my friend, I'm not equating being gay to being a murderer. But what I said, I said, if my daughter committed murder, I would be at that jail cell every day that they would allow me talking to my daughter. I would never, and, I, and again, I'm not equating gay being gay and murdering somebody at all in any way. But what I'm saying is there, there is nothing my daughter could do to end relationship. And I was telling my friend, and, and, and who she chooses to love is going to give you permission to end relationship with your daughter? And you think God would agree with that? I just don't see it. I just don't see that being who God is. I think God calls us as parents to love who our kids love. I love my daughter's roommates, my son's friends that, that come by the house when we're not in COVID days. I just, I, I'm going to love who he loves. I'm going to love who she loves because I want to be in relationship with my son and my daughter. And Christians were allows, allowing our interpretation of Scripture, which I think is wrong, to cause us to end relationship. I think that ought to stop us in our tracks to say, what would, what would make us willing to lose relationships? Our right-wing media intake we're going to allow to end relationships in our families 
wow, guys, we need to stop and ask ourselves, are we off a little bit? I always say Saul of Tarsus, you know, we call him the Apostle Paul now. He wrote, he's the author of more books in the canon of Scripture than any other author. And he used to be known as Saul of Tarsus. And he was the most learned Bible student in the best Bible school in the center of all Bible study in Jerusalem. And he read the Bible end to end, studied it tirelessly, had a passionate heart for God. And his interpretation of Scripture was completely wrong. He missed it 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Christians, if we're willing to end relationships with our daughters because they're gay, or we're willing to end relationships with families because they're not Republican enough or don't support Donald Trump enough, is it not time to stop and ask ourselves, maybe we're off from where God is just a little bit. Maybe we're more like the Pharisees than we are like Jesus at that point. Is there a chance? My, I, I'm getting emotional that my heart is breaking because I think we've so effed up and we're afraid to stop and ask ourselves, could it be that we're wrong? Wandering Witch says, right-wing evangelicals, oh, oh shoot, I may have stopped my live on YouTube. You guys let me know if I'm still on there, but because it says her comments under review, I never know how they do this. She says she's heard right-wing evangelicals would say they would rather their kids die than be gay. It's, it's incredible to me. A. Blackwell says, Jesus received lepers, tax collectors, Roman soldiers, and so church don't get it twisted. Hashworth says, my heart is breaking with you. Jay Golden says, yes. RLR81 says, amen. Joy, my friend Joy, says it's cultish if people don't get to be loved for not being like us politically or whatever else. Great statement. Yeah. Ryland Music asked a good question. I just have a couple more minutes to go if anybody else wants to ask a question. I'm so thrilled you guys joined me today. He says, do you think Christianity is going through a reimagining by the younger generations that have left the church? And then he, he says, maybe a poor choice of words. No, I think you're. I think that's a great word. I think we should reimagine what the church is. I, I The thing that's crazy for me about COVID is, is it's giving us this amazing opportunity to reimagine what church looks like. I've always said, and every pastor I have ever known has said, we need to get the church out of the building and out into the community and out into culture. COVID gave us the greatest opportunity ever to get the church out of the building, and we're fighting to get back in. Yes, a reimagining of the church is 100%. Uh, I think your name's Bill, right, Ryland Music? Bill, that it's exactly what needs to happen. And it's what we're doing on Sunday mornings, guys. It's what I'm doing with events like this. Could church be this? Could we be doing church right now? In Hebrews, it says, let us not give up giving, getting together to inspire one another toward good works. Maybe that's what we're doing right now. We're joining in community to inspire one another to good works. Am I still on YouTube, guys? Let me know. Um, I approved that comment and it said it was for review and I'm, I'm worried that maybe I ended my live on YouTube by doing that, but let me know. Um, finding you on TikTok has saved my sanity. Thank you. 
Bigots are bigots. They are not of Jesus. I agree. There's nothing about Jesus that approved any racism against the Samaritans or the tax collectors or anybody else that the Pharisees had segregated out. Even the lepers he would sit with. Gosh, guys, I got to tell you one more story in this as we're talking current events. There was a shooting in a small town in Texas where a pastor was killed. And let me tell you what happened in that. <laughs> we say we have to have faith to not wear masks, but we bring guns into the church. It's so hypocritical. As a pastor, I had other pastors saying, Pastor, you have to come to the safety conference. You have to get armed guards in your church to save everyone. And then they say it's fearful if I ask people to wear a mask around me. You freaking hypocrites. And something tragic happened that I think is, is the point. Uh, there was a, a criminal that, that you know, got away from police and he ended up hiding out in this church. And the pastor and his wife and another member of that church happened upon this criminal hiding out in the church bathroom. And he had broken into and he was stealing their church money. And the pastor had a, a license. I, I guess he had a license. I'm assuming he did. But he was carrying a gun. And statistics show if you have a gun in your house, the much greater chance is somebody you know is going to be killed by that gun than somebody you need to kill to protect your family. The much greater risk is somebody in your household will be killed by that gun than a perpetrator against your household. And it's exactly what happened in this case. The pastor pulled out his gun, holding this criminal at bay, and the criminal overpowered him, took the gun away, killed the pastor, tried to kill his wife. She got away and he shot another person there in the church. Christians, we've got to start rethinking what we're doing. L-Man's asking about my schedule. I'll give it to you in just a second here, L-Man. We've got to start thinking about what we're doing. It's not fear to wear a mask when wearing a mask is more about taking care of others around me than taking care of myself. Kirk Cameron having events in the mall and this worship guy that I don't even want to say his name because I don't want to give him oxygen, but going around the nation doing anti-mask events and calling them worship, I think that makes God so angry. He's saying, people, you're, you're not caring about people and you're doing it in my name? I think that makes God really, really angry. I did want to touch on this. Jay Golden said, my husband died two weeks ago from COVID. We both agreed with you. Jay Golden, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so, so sorry to hear that. Thank you for your kind word. And I can't believe you're giving me a word of encouragement in the midst of losing your husband. How, how gracious are you to do that? I love you for that. But so sorry you lost your husband to a pandemic that our president tried to tell us wasn't worth his attention. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, uh, RLR81, he says, I, I'm curious what Jesus would be doing right now. I would love to see his love on this. Um, I'm going to use that as a commercial. I wrote a book. This is what I believe Jesus would be doing right now. It's my imagination of it. The book is called Joseph Comes to Town When the Religious Right Becomes Religiously Wrong. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it on my website, npepodcast.com. Or you can go to uh, you can join our Patreon group at $12.99 a month, and I'll send you a free autograph copy. 
That's my imagination of what Jesus would be doing and saying right now. In fact, let me let me type that in for you guys. Um, how do I do that again? Comment on TikTok. NPEpodcast.com. Send. Okay, there it is on TikTok. Um, and Elman, this will answer your question. Um, if you go to my website, NPEpodcast.com, and click on the events uh, contact. I think it's contact slash events button. Um, it has my schedule in there. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time, I do a little Bible chat. Saturday morning at 10.30, my wife and I do a, um, a, a live podcast. And then on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., we do a spiritual gathering. So npepodcast.com, you can find out about all of that. Um, Old Farrell says, read about that, couldn't believe a pastor pulling a gun in a church. Where's the faith? Yeah, and it cost him his life. All right, everybody, I got to go. Ryland, thanks for joining in. L-Man, Wondering Witch, Joy Kinsler. Go look at her uh, uh, TikTok. She does really great stuff over there. I love you all. Let's try to do this on Monday. I'll talk more about current events and kind of review my posts. And uh, again, every once in a while, I go for a walk and I just pop up. So just follow me on TikTok for that. Comment, share, subscribe on YouTube. All of those things help so much. And if you can, if you would love to see me do this and you can help financially, if you can't, it's totally okay. But if you can, go to my website, npepodcast.com. Click on that Patreon button in the upper right-hand corner. Just $5.99 a month helps a lot. You don't get a tax deduction for it. My, my organization is for-profit because I want to pay taxes to help with roads and schools and the other things my community and my state need. So um, go up there, npepodcast.com, the upper right-hand corner of my website, $5.99 a month to join and get in my private group, get access to my book's audio series so you can listen to it rather than read it. Um, $12.99 a month, you get an autographed copy of the book. At $26.99 a month, you're going to get into some seminars we have coming up in 2021. And at $100 a month, you get a, a monthly one-on-one -on -one session with me for spiritual and, uh, and emotional guidance and well-being and uh, would love you to join in on that. So, all right, everybody, have a great day. To uh, Jay Golden, I'm so sorry for the loss of your husband. If we can do anything for you, send me a direct message. I have people that would love to walk with you in that if you don't already have a community of faith that's helping you with that at home. And L-Man, send me a message. I want to know what you're doing in Fresno. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.